Welcome to the One Life Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to lead people to follow Jesus in everyday life, and we hope that God uses this message to influence and encourage others to join us on that mission. We're glad you're listening. For more, please visit us online at onelifecc.org. Good morning. Glad y'all are here uh, this morning. Those of you that are here in the room, those of you who are watching online, either today, right now, or later on, um, we um, have been together the last couple of weeks um, in this series, Seeds, and just establishing the point that God really does want you to grow. He wants you to grow, and it, it only happens if we're if we're willing. And uh, For those of you who haven't been here or maybe you haven't grabbed one of these, um, when you leave today, grab one of these books in the hallway. We'd love for you to be a part of this. This will help over the next few weeks. We did two introductory weeks in this, and we're really starting this this Sunday, and it'll last for six weeks. But I want you to get one of these guides to help you through this process over the next six weeks. And shout out to, to... Milestone Church in Keller. Um, They wrote the curriculum for this, children's curriculum, message content, all of that stuff. Um, Jeff Little and his team um, just put all this together, and they gave us a a lot of it for free. And so it was a huge blessing to us, and uh, I just I want to thank them for that. The other part of this with this guide is I'm going to ask that you join together with some other people in a group. And I know some of you are like, no way, not doing it. I'm just saying, yes, you can. You can commit to anything for six weeks, right? You can do that. Yeah, you can do that. And um, I really, I I want you to do that because together with this guide that will help with understanding the scriptures a little bit more and doing that together with a group of people, this this is how God's people have done this for like thousands of years. Together in the temple courts, they met together. From house to house, they met together. And so doing this together, um, I promise you, if you do this and you're willing, you will, you'll grow. There'll be some things that happen in your life that you could not even imagine. And so um, I, I want you to do that. And uh, if, if, you, if you aren't in a community, you want to know how to get in a community, that Connect card, you can fill that out and just say, I'm interested in community. You can place that in the boxes there along the wall or that digital one as well. Um, I, here's, here's the deal. I don't know where, where you are spiritually, what you're, where, where you've grown up, your, your background, these beliefs that you've accumulated over time. I don't know like your personal experiences in life and the things that have happened. We've all, we all come from different places. We've all experienced different things. We all believe different things. But um, I will say that I think there's something that we could all agree upon, and it is this. You didn't make you. You didn't create you. I didn't make me, okay? And, and so in that, there is a creator who made us and knows us. He knows exactly what you're good at, he knows what you're, you're passionate about. He knows the desires that are within you. And, and 
He knows the potential that is within you. The question is, do you? Do you know the potential that is in you? And we go throughout life and we we see people and we look and we go like, oh my gosh, they're living to their potential. They're living life to the fullest. Not perfect, but they're, they're growing, they're thriving. And then we see other people who aren't, who are just stuck and stagnant. So what, what keeps us from our potential? That's what we're, we're going to talk about. We take a second and just pray with me. God, you do. You know us. You know our deepest desires. You know our failures or flaws. You know all of it. And uh, you, you brought us to this place today. And so uh, I asked it during this time that you would, you would just stir something in us, something deep within us that is, is from you, that's for you. And that by your spirit, you would do this, that your word would, would speak to us and that we would be changed, that we would be drawn closer to you. And I pray, I pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. If you have a Bible, you can open up to Mark chapter 4 or on your phone through YouVersion. Um, we've been talking about seeds, and seeds are a consistent theme throughout the scriptures. Seeds grow into trees, and trees are the third most common noun in the scriptures behind God and people. Seeds are, are really important. And Jesus talked about seeds a lot, and he taught people using parables. And uh, these parables, they included everyday life scenarios um, to reveal spiritual truths to those who are open to receiving the truth. And being open to receiving the truth has everything to do with our ability to hear. Listen, we, we can excel in our careers. We can accumulate a lot of achievements and We can be super smart and yet not be able to hear from God. Um, We can be really passionate about the life that we're living and heading in this direction, but yet we can be way off because we can't hear God. We're not hearing him. So, this in Mark chapter four, we talked about this last week, and I'm just going to kind of rewind just for a second. Uh, Jesus is he's teaching this large group of people. There's so many people. He gets in this boat. He pushes away from the shore a little bit. They're all standing along the shoreline, and they're they're just listening to what he has to say. And so I'm going to pick this up, Mark chapter four, verse three. Um, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. And the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they were withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Whoever has ears, let them hear. 
So the disciples hear him say this and they're confused. They're like, Jesus, like, oh, you're, you're, you've got all these people here. Like now's the time to just rally them, hype them up, get them behind you. You've got uh, the ability here to have a bunch of followers and you're over here talking about wheat, seed. Why are you, why are you talking in these parables? And Jesus reminds them that his kingdom, his kingdom is upside down and it is backwards compared to the world. It's, it's counterintuitive. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Those who receive the seed of the kingdom, he tells them they'll receive more. But those who don't receive it, and don't want to receive it, they'll find themselves more and more off track in life. Now, when I say receive more, I'm not talking about like this health, wealth, prosperity, gospel thing. I'm saying that those who ever receive the seed of the kingdom, who live under the authority and the rule and the reign and the name of Jesus, will receive more of what really matters in this life and in the life to come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And Jesus isn't just talking about our ability to hear sound, auditory. He's talking about spiritual insight. And Jesus reminds them of the prophets from like 700 years earlier, like Isaiah, who says like, there'll be ever Hearing, They'll be ever hearing what's, what's going on, but they won't understand. Ever seeing but not perceiving, their hearts will become calloused and hard. So Jesus is telling them the time has come. The seed is here in your presence. But people aren't hearing. They're not seeing what's really happening right in front of their eyes because he is that seed. And he uses in this illustration probably something like wheat. Okay, so like this picture up here of, of wheat and this grain. And, you know, if you take that and you rub it together, these seeds are in there. During that day, there was, they would thresh, thresh this wheat. And seed by itself from wheat, like you could eat that seed. And there would be nutrition in that seed. But it's so small and it's good. But the potential of what that could turn into, here's one right here. Texas Roadhouse Rolls. <laughs> like for real, right? Come on. Do you want the seed or do you want the rolls? Or what about this one here? Mm-hmm, Yeah. Yeah, see, some of you are like, oh, it's about that time, hungry. No, the potential. But you just see that seed. The seed is, it starts small, but it has even more potential. Jesus is talking about himself as the seed, the, the living word of God, and pointing us to the kingdom of God and help us understand the kingdom of God. The problem is the world is obsessed about outcomes. 
and overlooks the small seed. A couple weeks ago, we talked about this uh, focus on the seed and not the fruit. We live in a time where we're looking at results and all this other stuff out here, but we're not paying attention to the what's small, this internal seed. And last week we said to, to focus on the seed is to care for the soil. Plants, trees, you name it, the, the soil, the environment that these seeds are in, are it's so important. And the same is true for our own lives. We emphasize the importance of having ears to hear because if we hear, this determines, if we're wanting to hear, it determines whether or not we have good soil. And so like asking the question, like, are you listening to God? What is he saying? How's your soil? Jesus, he helps us and helps his disciples. Um, He gives us some illustrations through this parable to reinforce the importance of the seed and having good soil and having an open, an open heart. Verse 13, because they ask him, like, why are you talking parables? Why do you do this? Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? This this is actually a a, a meta parable. It, It actually describes all the other parables. This word understand, systemi, it's where we get the word synthesize. And so in this, it's, it's where we put the facts together in an interlocking hole to make a conclusion. We understand. We put the pieces together. So the message of the kingdom seed can be heard by anyone, but isn't understood by everyone. It all has to do with us wanting to hear. And Jesus is going to show us something that's really important. You can't care for the soil without understanding what threatens the seed. God is speaking all the time. He's sowing seed. His word is for anyone, but not everyone understands and receives it. So what keeps us from understanding? Jesus, he he shares this with the disciples. Verse 14, uh, the farmer sows the word. And some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. So here's the, here's the first reason why we don't understand. The enemy steals what God told us. So, so here's what happens. God speaks and we, we hear. And he's, he's drawing you to himself and You feel it and you sense it. It may be you hear someone's story and you you hear about their life change and you you start, you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds like me. Oh my gosh, I identify with this. 
Yes, yes. Or you see someone who, who is, is baptized and, and you see this and you're like, yes, I, I want that. And you're drawn in and you're leaning in and there's always this mixture too of fear that's going on. But you see this and you're like, yes, I want that. Yes, I, I want that in my life. It might even be here on a Sunday and you're like, yes, yes, yes. You're drawn in and then you leave and Satan whispers to you, he's like, that wasn't real. What you were feeling, like you just, you, you got caught up in the moment and you know, you've got your life, you got to get back to it. Listen, your life's not going to change. See, he, he knows this. The enemy knows that if he doesn't hurry and come in and take that seed, it could actually take root in your heart. And this, this doesn't just happen to keep people from salvation. This happens all the time in, in all of our lives. Because we all, all of us, have some hard ground in our minds and in our hearts. And they develop these hard ruts. Earlier this week, um, Drew Jones an associate pastor here. We've we had this conversation. He was like, "Man, I was talk, we were talking about this hard ground and hard soil." And he's like, "Yeah, I was talking to my brother. He lives in Nebraska. We started talking about the Oregon Trail. You know anything about the Oregon Trail? I don't. I do now. <laughs> but like back in the 1800s, a couple hundred years ago, um, this this trail that went from Missouri all the way up to Oregon." Over 400,000 people traveled this trail. It was over 2,100 miles. It would take them over five months to travel this distance on wagons across the United States. And what's crazy about it is there are few of those places that you can still see the tracks. Like this one right here. You can barely see it probably from where you are. But that trail... That's from over 200 years ago that's still there. Still there. Um, this one right here is probably one of the most famous in Guernsey, Wyoming, where it traveled across the sandstone. Like that's there today. 200 years later, hard, nothing can grow there. These ruts, just hard ground. Nothing can grow there. And just like these trails, we can have some places in our life that is very, very hard. Some areas in our life where God tries to throw some seed and we're like, mm -mm. maybe you had someone that cheated on you in a relationship or a, a friend who betrayed you. And it's like, I don't trust people. Nope. Not going to do it. Have an opportunity to do it. No. Maybe you've failed in a, a business startup. You Maybe you failed a project. You failed a class. You failed in a relationship. Whatever it is, you, whenever there's a, a hint of risk or the hint of failing, you're like, no. I'm not going to do it. 
maybe for some of you, I, this is common, like been hurt in a, a church experience by people. And so now that's there in the, the ground's heart. So it's like, I don't need the church. I don't need all that. I don't want all that. They're all the same. They just want my money and they just want me to be there. And it's just hard, hard ground. This rut. And, and the pain of the past has paved this path of hardness in your life. The seed is sown by God, but you're not receptive. You're like, no. God speaks, but the enemy just steals it away real quick. I have to tell you, like for me, like this became really apparent to me. Um, I, I received Jesus as my savior as a young boy, like second or third grade. Grew up in the church, but then, you know, high school, college, drift away and just made a lot of bad mistakes, did my own thing. And then finally, it wasn't until I got on my face and literally cried out and said, I need you to take over my life, Jesus. Not just be my savior, but my Lord. I want you to be in charge. It's like this seed. And then just humbling myself after that and being like, I need to reach out to someone. So I, the next day I reach out to this, the only pastor that I knew. And then this seed starts growing. And then during that time too, it was, oh, here, how about this, Ronnie? Like you, you've had a girlfriend since you were in elementary school. Yeah, I was, I mean, it says a lot about me. Um, <laughs> junior high, high school. How about you don't, you don't need that? And so like going for like, like a 10-month period of time in my early 20s, like did not date anyone, like being receptive to the seed of what God's saying. And then like through that too of like, hey, remember that time when, when you were in like junior high and a moment, like remember when I called you to me in ministry? It just kept, kept going. And then this giving up training people, doing personal training and teaching them how to work out, training them to work out, but shifting that over to spiritual matters and teaching and training people in that. And then like this, this love for discipleship, like couples will come to me all the time. They do premarital counseling because they need something from me. Right. And so it's like, and then they come in, they feel really bad. And they're like, listen, I know we haven't been to church. It's like, but you know, we're going to come. And I'm like, whoa, where are you spiritually? If there wasn't a church within 500 miles of here that meet on a Sunday morning, where would you be with Jesus on a Tuesday at two? This is about a relationship with him and discipling people in a relationship, not, not programs or any of that. So this, this seed 
This small seed gets in you. God's word gets in you. Listen to me. This is why Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Because it will grow. It'll grow and grow and grow if if you're willing to receive this seed. The enemy wants your heart really hard so he can take any seed away. Verse 16, others like seeds sown on rocky places hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. There's this initial excitement of like, yes, Jesus, yes, yes, yes. But then when trouble comes, when persecution comes, the people there that day who were listening to Jesus' message that day and, and people all around the world today, following Jesus can cost people relationships, family relationships. The people who you love the most, the people who are closest, and then you follow Jesus, then comes persecution, then comes trouble. There will be resistance. We give up when we face trouble or become offended. Mature people don't give up and they're not surprised when they face adversity. I'm just going to give you a little secret. Okay. Following Jesus is costly. Suffering will come. Trouble will come. It will happen. That's why Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. Just know. Just know that. Get used to it. For for a lot of us, trouble actually comes from within. Our, Our trouble, our trouble, it seems like a lot around us and people that are Christians. Just hear me out. Some of you, like, it's not a low blow, but I'm just being very honest. Our trouble is because we're walking around in life so offended. Oh, can you believe what they did to me? Oh, can you believe what they said about me? Oh, did you see that passive post? I know it had everything to do with me. And the whole thing that went down the other night. Satan lures us by this offense. Proverbs 19.11, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. For a lot of Christians, I will tell you this, the roots are very loose. And when offense comes, we lose our identity. We don't remember who we are, who God says we are, and we get caught up in this whole mess. I didn't like I'm a son of the most high 
God has put me here to serve as Jesus did, and I am on a mission to point people to him. That's who, that, I'm a son, I have a family, I'm a servant. I'm, I'm on a mission, there's a reason why I am here. I don't have time to be offended. I don't have time to engage in that resistance and any of that. I'm, I'm here to make disciples. Here's what, else, here's what else threatens the soil of life. Verse 18, still others, like seeds sown among the thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Let's get real honest. This hits all of us. We live in the U.S. of A. We worry are consumed by other things or deceived by money. The worries of this life, that word worry is the word marizo and it means to divide, to be separated from the whole. This is where we get the, the word for anxiety. Dividing and fracturing a person into parts. This is the complete opposite. Do you see what Jesus is saying? Like whoever understands. Understanding means to synthesize, to take all the parts, to put it together as an interlocking whole. Worry does the exact opposite. We worry. We're divided into parts. We're stressed about a lot of things. This is why Jesus would tell his disciples, he's like, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's got enough worry of its own. He says, seek first the kingdom. All these other things will be taken care of. The other thing in this is that we can have desires for other things. The the thorns are the things that come in and they really don't matter. They consume our attention and our focus. And they choke this seed that is sown by God. This desire for other things. Listen, there are some other things that may not be bad. But over time, what happens, they grow. And they grow so much that they choke out the things of the kingdom of God. And then we become unfruitful. We're stretched We're worried, we're consumed with too much, too busy to focus on the seed of God's kingdom and his agenda for our everyday lives. Like, well, how's this playing out at home? How's this playing out at work? How's this playing out in in the, the relationships that I have with my friends? Or am I too caught up in all this other stuff? And and then Jesus is very clear about this. It's not wealth that chokes out this seed of God. It's the deceitfulness of wealth. Money is not the root of all kinds of evil. It's the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. That word deceitfulness, it means a false impression, trickery or fraud. Wealth isn't bad. Wealth is neutral. Wealth can be really good. We can help a lot of people. We can be really generous. 
having money isn't bad at all, but when we want more wealth and it gets in the way of this seed that God is trying to sow in our lives, then we've taken the bait. Jesus is saying that Satan will whisper through wealth to tell us that if we follow wealth, we'll be happy, our, our problems will be, be solved, life will be easier, we'll be more comfortable, and we'll be more fulfilled. And then what happens is we can start worshiping it. And I know you're like, whatever, I don't, I'm not worshiping money or wealth. Listen, worship is when we give our attention and our focus and our thoughts and our time to something. Like that's worship. So we start working more to get more. And then we work all the time and then we don't have time for family. And then we work all the time and we don't have time for things that matter. And then we work all the time and we don't have time for, for the spiritual. We don't have time for church. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to pray. Like we work to get more. We, we work to have more and then we don't have time to take care of our family. We don't have time to even take care of other people. I'm working. I'm trying to make a living. I'm trying to have more, provide more. And it gets in the way from focusing on, on the kingdom. Wealth can trick us. And then we begin to love something that is lying to us. Because wealth won't take care of us. It, it can't. It won't. Don't, don't let it lie to you. It, wealth will not provide peace and security. And that's the, that's the lie that it wants to tell us. So what's threatening the seed of your life? Because with, with good soil, the spiritual truth, it starts to become clear and we begin to understand. And then, then listen, I love this. And I don't know the last time that you've had one of these, but it's like, I, this is like, this is part of the reason why I feel like I, God put me here. Like light bulb moments. You ever just had those moments where it just becomes something and it's just clear and you're like, yes, I get it. I understand. My family, they, they, when I want this to happen, I try to make it happen. So I keep talking and I keep talking and trying to emphasize. No, I want you to get it. I just keep talking. And they, they've told me that my, you know, superpower is to talk people to death. <laughs> You know, no, I want you to get it. Like, let me do And then and they're just like, and then they're just like, mm, I'm out. Like, he's just doing that thing again. Just dying this slow death by words. <laughs> now, I, I want you to have these light bulb moments and it, it takes being open and having this soft soil to be able to, to synthesize, put together all of this to understand. I'm, I'm hearing story after story after story of some of you 
who have been open just over the course of the last few weeks of like what God is saying to me and I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to take a risk and I feel like he's saying this and whether that's starting a new community, whether that's reaching out to someone and, and extending forgiveness or whether that's reaching out to someone and inviting them to come be a part of what God's doing here. Like I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you're open to like these seeds that God is sowing out, if you're open to that and you let that take root, that, that whole thing that Jesus is talking about, the 30, the 60, the 100, like you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. And it all comes around this. And this is what blows my mind. The simplicity of the gospel it, it, it is almost so simple and so elementary that we try to make it so hard and we just try to, no, no, no. Listen. Our lives, your life and mine are like a barren field. And we try to work and we try to get approval. We try to get recognition. We try to even have just achievements, all these things. And we try to produce these things. And let me tell you, Without the kingdom seed of Jesus, none of it matters. None of it. And we try to do better and we try to fix ourselves and we try to say, oh, well, you know, I did that and I'm, I'm going to try to be better. I'm going to try to do something. To, no, no, no. The, the gospel is saying, I'm turning to you, Jesus. And I need you. I can't fix myself. I can't make myself right. I need you. I need you to come in. I need you to tell me what to do. I, I need you. And I will, with him, with that kingdom seed, what God begins to do by his grace, he starts this process in our lives where the soil in our lives starts breaking up and things start growing and things start happening that we could never imagine. But we can't do it without him. We can't. My prayer is that we would just have these receptive hearts and that we receive God's word and this seed, because if we do, they'll always produce fruit. I want you to take a second. I just want you to bow your heads. Light bulb moments are waiting for people who are wanting, wanting, wanting to grow wanting to discover this potential that is deep down. And, and Jesus, Jesus in this teaching, he, he's not just talking about that, that salvation moment. He's talking about throughout the course of our lives that we, that we approach life, approach every single day 
wanting to have this good soil, having ears to hear, to understand what he's saying and to receive what he's saying. Maybe we want this over the course of our life, a lifetime, a lifetime of these light bulb moments of like, yes, God, yes, I get it. Show me what you, yes, thank you. And so for some of us today, some of us who are followers of Jesus, we, we just need to, um, we just need to say, God, forgive me because I've got some hard places in my life and you know exactly where they are. And, and most of the time there's pain there. There's anger, frustration. And we need to just turn and say, God, would you break up the hard soil in this area? Would you break up this path? Because I want what you want. I want your seed to grow and to flourish. For some, for some here this morning, maybe it's, it's turning away and going, you know what? Trouble's going to come. Hard things are going to come. And when they get hard, why do I run away from God? Why do I think that he's holding out on me? Why do I think that just because it didn't turn out like I thought and my expectations, it doesn't mean that he's changed this is a part of life and I'm going to lean into you. God, forgive me. I need you to make it through whatever it is that is hard and difficult. And then for some of us too this morning, just this look at our lives and go, man, I'm worried about so much. So much. I'm worried about all these different things and now there's things in my life that I'm running after and they're taking me nowhere. And I, I think money's going to solve all of this. God, forgive me. Like, help me to turn from that and turn to you. And for some of you that are here this morning, um, maybe it is that initial seed of Jesus and saying, I need you to take over. I'm, I'm broken. I'm flawed. But you came to give your life. And in you, I can have new life. I want new life. I want you to take over my life. And that, that is it. God, may we live lives that are open to you, open to what you have to say and aware of the threats that keep us from our potential, that keep us from what you have for us. And I pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen.